0: Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe.
1: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Alex Beck, and joining us on the show is Kelly Krauss and Mike Urcolano from Next Generation Training Center out of Randolph, New Jersey. What's going yep. on, you guys? Welcome to the show. How are you doing today?
2: Good, Alex. Thanks for having us. Yeah.
3: Hello from New Jersey.
1: How's it going? Yeah, of course. And I'm excited to have you on. I think we've been in contact, um, at least I have been, with your team for a little over a month now. So I appreciate it. Kelly, I know you reached out to me over text. Um, so I appreciate it. And, and joining today, you know, giving some of your time. Um but oh, cool. So let's not waste any time here. Uh, getting into the details. How did you get started? Um, you know, what is it that made you get started with owning your own fitness facility?
2: Oh geez. Um I guess to uh make a long story short, uh I mean I, I personally was a former athlete and so okay. I got into it just like probably, you know, 90% of other trainers in this industry getting into it because they want to stay um being around athletics. Um, you know, after college, I opened up a first my first business. It was a snap fitness, a 24-hour biz, uh gym. Okay. Uh, that lasted about two and a half years. I was, you know, in my early 20s, I had no idea how to run a business and just thought it was cool hanging out in a gym. <laughs> so uh, uh, you know i hung out at a gym for a couple of years until i couldn't pay the bills anymore and then we you know closed the doors so um i personally went to work for a baseball school at the time for um you know right here in randolph uh, i was a baseball player in college uh, and at the time they um they had a little space probably five six hundred square feet off to the side where <clears throat> excuse me where parents would stand and watch the kids practice and kids would just kind of drop their bags down uh so i approached the owner and um I asked him if, uh, you know, I could kind of invest into his business, and at the time it was a revenue share. It wasn't a, um, I wasn't renting space from him because um, I was an employee of his. Uh, but after about six months, that relationship didn't really work out, and uh, I started doing my own thing and became Next Generation Training Center. That was uh, in 2015. Um, just about that time, probably about six months later, uh, Kelly became a member. And um, she was one of our first uh, adult members. Uh, I guess I should backtrack. We start. I started Next Gen more as a um, athlete training center. We were inside a baseball school. Um, and then uh some of the athletes I was training, their parents kept bugging me to train them. Um, and uh it started early mornings, you know, working around the, the um their schedules is more of like that private feel. And then um we decided to take the uh you know leap into a full-time uh training business and became an adult uh, training facility. So that's when Kelly came in as a member. She was probably one of our first 10 members. Um you know, in the business. And uh, I used to love when Kelly would come in to work out because she would pretty much run the session herself (laughs) uh, because she was super energetic and um, pushing everybody and coaching everybody. Um, And especially at the time it was just me, you know, and I was running 5 a.m. to 9 p.m. You know, most, you know, probably most trainers understand that schedule. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was a little break in the morning for me when Kelly would come in. Um, And at the time, I didn't know she was actually going to school um, to be a uh, personal trainer. Mm. And uh, I'll let her kind of tell her side of the story of that. But um, she was a a member, she, you know, passed uh, her certification, she uh, became a unpaid intern. And actually, I think she was still paying us to work out and <laughs> cleaning the bathrooms and, and putting your time in. Um, she became an unpaid intern. And then it just kind of evolved from there. And I always say that she was, you know, from the time she was an unpaid intern, she took ownership over the business and she yeah. um, took ownership over everything she did. Uh, so um, it's been about two years now, I guess, two and a half, two and a half years ago um for Christmas gift I gave her a percentage of the uh the company because I didn't want to lose her and she's um she's everything here she's our rock here so um seven years later it's where we're at and that's how we became business partners
4: I told you it was a good story Alex that's
2: a really good story
4: honestly I'm
1: not
2: gonna lie I was waiting for for how Kelly tied
1: in um but but no that's a really good story and that's awesome that you know um you know you cared about her and the in the energy she brought to your community so much that you're willing to to make her a, a part owner as well um awesome but kelly how'd you get into personal training
4: um my youngest was going to kindergarten which was kind of like okay now what okay. um i didn't want to do i didn't want to go back to corporate where i had been before my kids so i went online for exercise a degree in exercise science um and at the end you sat for the NASA exam because um, I just got into fitness, honestly, is to kind of get away from my kids <laughs> when they were young, like great. they had babysitting at the Y and that's honestly how I started. Like with, they don't listen to this. right? right? Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, so that's honestly how I, I honestly started exercising was I just needed that hour and it was great. And then it's just, you know, I've always been an energetic person and I do love to exercise. So it kind of is just the natural progression for me. Um, you know, and when I talked to my husband, I was like, all right, I'm not going back to corporate, but I have to belong to a gym and I have to get my hair highlighted like everything else. I don't need money for those are the two main things that are important to me and that need to happen. So, um, yeah. And then we, we actually kind of, we moved to Randolph and we were looking for a gym and a a local friend told me all about Mike. And it was honestly, and that, that was kind of it. It was everything just fell into place. Um, and you know every time I came to Mike with an idea he's like yeah I mean he was always like yeah go with it run with it whatever you know and and the next thing we know like here we are seven and a half years later and we have this amazing community of members We do all kinds of things for the community. We're just involved in everything. We're so much more than just a gym. I know everybody says they're a family, but like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's We need to come up with something else because it's very, very much who we are and we give so much to the community and and they give so much to us. So, Well, these guys
2: are the marketing experts. Maybe they could help us
1: come up with something different. There you go. There
4: you go. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. We could definitely
1: touch a little bit on that. We're we're almost to that marketing part now where at Mm -hmm. least I want to ask, you know, how you get your members and so forth. But But first, you know, I do want you to give me um, you know, some type of elevator pitch of next generation training center um, and the services that you guys offer.
2: Uh sure. I mean, I'll I'll give you a little overview. I'll let you do the yeah. elevator pitch as you do our sales, but um, you know, uh, what we are we're a small group and uh private uh personal training facility. So we would say we're a private gym. And um, you know, most of our members, majority of our members are uh, in our small group uh um, training program, but a lot of them kind of mix back and forth between that and our privates, cool. um, and we also have uh, many just private uh, training members as well. Um, and we we have our athletes, um, you know, our kids, our athletes, but um, those are you know they come and go as uh, most gym owners uh, yeah. know. So,
1: mm-hmm. and good for you for making that pivot, right? I know I talked to so many um, gyms, especially a lot of Texas gyms that um, you know press into training athletics, high school, coll- collegiate athletes. Um, and, you know, it's kind of like a hard pill to swallow when you realize you have to have that general fitness concept in right. order to be profitable, to, you know, make a decent income. Um, you know, so good for you for, for not only noticing that, but pivoting in that direction um, and running with it, right? And, and still being able to train um, other athletes that you want to. Um, but awesome, awesome. So, so since, You are sitting at about 106 clients right now. Um, I do always like to ask, is that a number that you guys want to stop at, or are you trying to hit the gas right now and see some new faces?
2: Uh, Well, we're definitely trying to hit the gas and see some new faces. Now, um, we are at a higher price point with our our small group and our um, private memberships um, with, with our rates, so it's not necessarily about... Um, increasing the amount of members that we have. Of course, we always are looking for new members all the time um, and looking to increase it, but it's more about providing uh, value and providing more value for our members and being able to offer them other services that we currently don't have or that we're currently working on um, bringing in. And um, so, you know, that number, that 106 number that we pay a little less attention to that and we pay a little bit more attention to uh, how much uh, each member is bringing in every month.
1: Okay. Okay. So, so pretty much, you know, like how much your your clients, you know, per client, how much they're bringing in per month to you as, um, as a facility as a whole?
2: Uh, yeah. So that, that's our main focus is being able to, um, you know, provide the highest amount uh, of value and also, um, you know, charge the most uh, as well as um, compared to anybody around in our area. Cool. Cool.
1: And, and I know COVID obviously, you know, took a big toll on every gym and, you know, knocked, most gyms could cut their memberships in half. Um, and you're at the point where you're already, you know, almost climbing past that, that part, or you said you did climb past that point um, where you were before COVID. What's kind of your strategy for getting new members into the door? Um,
2: yeah, sure. So, I mean, let me uh, just clarify, because we are past that point in revenue. We're not past yeah. that point in members. Before okay. COVID, we had, I think our right before COVID hit, we were at 256 members, I want to wow. say. Um, so it's been a significant cut in terms of how many, um, how many people we have. Uh, but at that time, we were uh, a majority of our um, clientele uh, were in a uh, large group program. Okay, um, you know, makes uh, sense. It's- Boot camps, whatever you know, everyone calls them out there. But it was you know one trainer to twenty people, twenty-five people in a group, Um, and we were kind of splitting our floor. We have about forty-two hundred square feet, uh, and we saved uh, maybe five to six hundred square feet for our small group program at that time. Uh, So maybe about. Uh, 15 to 20% of our members uh, were in the small group program. Now, you know, they obviously say that, you know, you make your money off your top 20%. So that was pretty much on um, par, but uh, we were shifting uh, away from that large group um, setting and already starting to shift more towards our small group setting um, just by cutting out some of our larger group hours and and providing um, small group services for, for our larger group members um, to give them an opportunity to try it out for some time because for us it was about uh, again giving more value and um, in the larger group setting um, it was great to get started as a business, when I mean, it was especially just me or me and you know Kelly and handful of people trying to service as many people as we can, um, but when it comes down to it, uh, we weren't able to give the the proper training and the proper value that we wanted right. to give per um, per our members. So. Um, we were already shifting in that direction when COVID hit, you know, obviously everything shut down, the whole world shut down and, um, you know, we, we had to you know, make a pivot, which is everyone's favorite word during those two years. Um, <laughs> you know, we had to make a pivot in our business model at that time. And then when we quote unquote reopened for good, we just kept our small group as our main model or as our main um, product. And then, um, just completely almost eliminated our large group.
1: Have you ever thought of, um, bringing back large group, is that something that, that you're done with for right now? Because uh, just because I know a lot of, you know, more, and, and you're a good size boutique facility, um, um, quote unquote boutique facility, um, but you know, a lot of them use that group training as just the base to get members in um, and then are able to ascend clients to those higher levels of service, like semi-private, private training. Um you have you ever thought that just because group training has more of like a mass appeal right it's easier to get people in for a 70 80 a month group training classes compared to you know a 150 plus semi-private
2: sure and and that's um we we throw in large groups every now and then but that's just not something that's you know that that was our business model before we were using that as our, our feeder into our small group um, but frankly the people who are coming in at, at that price point it was a much harder sell um, kelly could talk more about that yeah. than i can um but you know we're a little bit more than 80 and 120 a month but um to transfer somebody or to convert someone from 19 a month to, to 399 a month or 499 a month was, was yeah. difficult they're just two different um buyers you know what is your
1: base price just just curious so what's like that base membership you know i come in i'm interested in the facility Uh, um what's kind of you know the base price and and what do you guys offer for that? sure so that's
4: that would be three if you want to come in three times a week that would be 369 a month okay Um, But I just kind of want to go back to that large group versus small group. I actually find it easier to sell sell into a higher price point. So, for example, we had large group training come in and we had, you know, ladies who were maybe a little bit overweight in mid 40s and they would be thrown into a group of 20 and we promised them, oh, we're going to modify for you. We're going to this, we're going to that. But again, you know, that's hard to do in a large group setting like that. When they walk in here now and they see the personalized, individualized, you know, five people per session and that individual training, that's what they need. That's what they want. This is, that's where they're going to get the results, throwing them into a class, you know, sure gets them in the door, yeah. but that's not what they need. That's not yeah. what they need. And it's, it's, it's an actually an easier sell now because I can walk them through a session and they can see for themselves, like, yeah, we modify mm-hmm. for everybody, regardless of ability level and age. You know, we can make things more difficult. We can make things more easy. We can alter. You know, everything can be modified, um, and it's it's. I think these people want, and there's a lot, and that's why even the hybrid such a good sell because they start out privates and then we'll be like, all right, well, why don't you start off with privates until you're comfortable? And then we'll move you into that large or to that small group setting or vice versa. Um, that's really kind of a good thing to have in my pocket to sell either way. Um, but I honestly, even though it is a higher price point, the people that are coming in are they're ready to commit and that's what we, you know, that's what you need.
1: Yeah, no. And you're right. Um, you know, just as you guys speak and I could kind of see your guys' business model better. and, And that is, You know how you make yourself stand out compared to all these other gyms that price gouge and don't really give a lot of value is by providing more value and raising the prices raising the stakes for your members right. Um, You get them to commit for a longer period of time get them to really take um, their health or fitness transformation seriously and then they see results and want to stay Um, so so that's really smart as well. Perfect. So, so as of right now, what's kind of your guys' marketing tactics, so to speak? Are you guys, you know, doing a lot of community outreach, word of mouth? Do you do any ads, um, you know, any type of Google SEO ads or anything like that?
2: Uh well yeah so up until about a month ago we were pretty okay. much just taking our shit throwing it against the wall and seeing what stuck, <laughs> um, but about a month ago we uh, we hired a a marketing uh, manager on staff okay. so um, this is something that you know we've kind of pieced together for a long time and you know for seven years now just kind of figure it out kelly does a little facebook and instagram i'll send out the emails you know we'll put some money in f- behind facebook and um or seo and google and for us it was um you know we're not marketers it, it was difficult for us to track i'm a numbers guy like you you are uh, and i like to see what's working what's not working and um, I just, neither one of us, um, had the ability to do that. Uh, so yep. we, you know, we, we hired a, uh, a marketing uh, manager who's working for us part-time. She's been a, a marketer for 20 years or so in other industries. So she has a lot of experience. Um, so that's where we're at. So about the past month or so, um, not even, yeah, a month now,
4: mm-hmm.
2: um, we've been kind of cleaning up that system and that process yeah. and, yeah. uh, so, if you ask us a month from now, I'll have Probably a better have a answer for you. Yeah. There you go. And, and but, no, you
4: know, uh, just real quick, not, you know, this is such a slow time, but I have four tours this week and I have two trials. Like there people, we are so, you know, word of mouth. Our, word of mouth know, is everything. Obviously, that's everything. Um, we love getting referrals because you know that's just heartfelt. You know, people love it here, and they tell their friends, and their friends come here, and things like that. But mm-hmm. and even Google, we've done really well with Google. Um, mm-hmm. You know, obviously, we're not good at, at the. <laughs> you know, when people aren't coming in in droves, but we haven't done bad. You know, but with yeah. having a staff, it's going to be amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah and I, I
2: agree. Word of mouth.
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah, word of mouth is huge. You know, especially building that that base um memberships and it shows like proof of product right proof of value what you're doing is working the fact that your members are willing to um you know invite friends family to come to your uh your gym um but like you said it is hard to track so that would be like the one downside I do have you know for referrals is that it's hard to make a game plan out of growth for that you know so so although you know, this week you have, you may have six people scheduled for a tour. It's hard to make a game plan and say, okay, that means the next, you know, four to eight weeks will look the same. Right. Um, so that's one thing where, where I've noticed at least where, you know, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, it's really changed the game for so many gym owners. Cause it, it kind of has this, you know, it's really like a touch of a button once you figure out your marketing angle. I mean, you could use an ad copy for, up to a year and a half you know sometimes even two years um and as long as you know you you run it correctly you have your target audience a target because obviously where you guys are more high ticket right so you're looking more for high ticket clients um you know really could bring leads in on a consistent basis um have you noticed as of now i know it's only been a month but as of now have you noticed any people coming in from the ads that you are running
2: uh, well, we currently don't even have any ads up okay. and running right now that's not okay. organic. You know, we're just doing organic at the moment um, until we get everything. I mean, she's pretty much settled in now in terms of yeah, you know, getting everything lined up on her end. So uh, we'll um, be able to start putting some money towards towards ads. But if it wasn't for uh, Facebook, we probably wouldn't be here today because we were in the golden age of, yeah. you know, six years ago where you put 20 bucks in and you got 100 leads and 20 right. bucks. Like, uh, but that's what started you know getting you know leads through the door a lot of leads through the door for us so i owe a lot to uh to facebook and facebook so so you at least have proof that like hey it
1: it has worked in the past for us oh definitely yeah okay awesome awesome so so let's see here a question that i do like to ask um is you know what is something that was more difficult than you thought when it came to starting your facility um you know mike obviously you've owned a facility before, previous to this, you owned a Snap Fitness. So, what, what was something that was more difficult than expected when it came to running your gyms?
2: Uh, that it actually took work. <laughs> that it take, t- takes a lot of work, uh, you yeah. know day in and day out. Work. Uh, it's um, you know probably like many other gym owners. Like I said before, I was an athlete coming out, and I just started it be coming out of college, and I thought it'd be cool hanging out in a gym, uh, not realizing that it's actually to be successful, you got to you know be up at three and right. you know in bed at 11 and getting two hours of sleep and, um, and being happy about it and, and (laughs) having to love the process. So, and loving, um, that grind and loving putting that in. So the most difficult thing was making that shift for me, at least personally at that time, um, that this was a business and not just a place to hang out. Um, And I think that should be uh, a lesson for any trainer looking to open up a gym or open up a business. Like once you open up your business, you're not a trainer anymore. You're not a coach anymore. You're a business owner. And that's how you have to view it. And that's how you have to uh, approach every day is that you're an owner, not a coach. And obviously your coach might be your job, but you're, um, you're, you're an owner first. And that's a, that's a difficult um, adjustment to make uh, mentally.
1: No, I agree. And so many gym owners get into gym ownership with a passion for helping people for changing lives, um, for helping their members get results. And And they do forget that there's this whole business side of things that you also have to be good at, where you have to um, figure out how to market in a sense bring members in where you have to make sales um you know and so forth so, so i agree that's something that a lot of people don't don't catch on to when they first you know start any business right. um but awesome so so if you guys could wave let's say a magic wand here a magic business wand and have um, the perfect business the perfect facility what would that look like to you guys
4: we're gonna knock out our neighbors and take the wall down. There you go. <laughs> that's why I wanted to. Is well,
1: that a goal? That to, to like kind of grow um, you know, your facility size a bit, maybe get the place next door.
2: Uh yeah, but possibly. I mean, I, I know Kelly's big dream is to have a pool and uh, you know have everything um, that's fitness related under one roof. Um, but if I'm looking more uh, I guess realistically short, shorter term or or so, I'd like to. Um, I'd like for us to be able to double our revenue and uh you know be able to provide a, a better service for our members and, and any not only the members we have now, but new members coming in. Um and and to just for you know, it depends on what you're asking. If it's three-year plan, five-year plan, ten, I have a vision for each one, but if you're talking about large um, like say magic wand 10-year plan, I'd love to um have a, a facility that has um every service that you need, whether it's a uh, um, recovery through cryotherapy or um, red light therapy or, or whatever, stretching or, or manual therapy, but having the ability to um, provide a service for everyone um, that needs one physically and, and mentally, of course, um, you know, that, that's ultimately what I think both of us want is to just help as many people as we can and um, it's more than just training. You know, it's more than just lifting up weights and sweating. And, yep. um, you know, it's a lot more than that. So we want to continue to grow and, and have the opportunity to provide more than just what we have now. Yeah,
1: definitely. And, and what do you guys think, um, you know, has to happen in order for you to get to that point of, you know, reaching that doubling your revenue goals? Because obviously it's not a whole, which is a good, uh, you know, perspective to have that you don't have to double your membership to double your revenue. Um, what's kind of, you know, your game plan or the way you look at things of how you could double your revenue by the end of the year?
2: Yeah, well, um, I think we got to become better operators. We got to take the space that we have and, you know, make more money per square foot out of it. And right. know, we're looking at our lobby and, you know, right now our lobby is just an area to kind of hang out. We have a coffee machine. Our members hang out and talk, but, you know, we can make it a supplement uh, bar or, or a um, smoothie bar. You know, we, we have the office we're sitting in now is more than big enough to be able to provide uh, space for like red light therapy or, or all. So we just got to become better operators and and look into um, think outside the box a little bit more and see um, what services that we can start bringing in without you know changing the walls we have because right. we're here for another few years.
1: Yeah, you mentioned supplements. Do you guys currently sell supplements inside of your facility?
2: We, we do. We've been working with a brand called DotFit for seven years huh. now. That, you know they're a private label company too, but that's another thing that we're we're looking to expand our um, you know our reach as well. So not just right. with Dot Fit. Right,
1: right. I mean, I mean, a lot of, um, you know, people don't realize at least 20 to 30% of your members are are probably buying supplements outside of your facility, right? So if you could offer that or offer it, you know, within your sales system, um, you know, it really makes it all that much better for you. Even things like nutrition and accountability. Like you said, Kelly, so many of your members are just in general, people want better service. People want, um, you know, to see the results, to see the transformation. So, So things like, you know, nutrition, accountability, supplements, Um, You know, most members are probably buying some form of this outside of your facility. So if you could offer inside, you know, it makes them more valuable to you um, in the form of being able to make more revenue and it makes you more valuable to them um, by giving them better service.
2: Right. Absolutely. Well, Kelly's our uh, nutrition expert, too. So she's she's a uh, precision nutrition certified. And um, so right now we currently have our nutrition. It's kind of part of our program. It's Mm -hmm. kind of our membership. You know they get that nutrition service, um, but we've dabbled with it before in the past of making it a paid service with it as well, because um, it seems like no matter what free nutrition service uh, information we give, they still go and get the Noom and uh, they pay for yeah they end up paying for it
4: outside anyway right? they go so to Weight
2: Watchers yeah. and pay it. like it's like we're giving them
1: it's the same like information we so we app. have
4: to, right so <laughs> we have know?
2: to it's almost like you have to you,
1: charge
4: you for have it. to charge it yeah
1: right 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 no no definitely. um yeah, so, so we know what you guys want for your business now, right? We know both of you have a big passion for helping people, for changing lives, for your members, um, but what is it that you guys want from your business? What's like that big picture for you? What do you want it to give back to you guys?
2: You want to take this one because that's a tough question.
4: I, You know, I just want people to hear our name and be like, yeah, that's, that's the place to go. You know, and there's, you know, there's a couple privately owned gyms and then there's some you know big box gyms but i don't i want people to hear next generation without a doubt that's where i'm going because that's where people get results i mean i just want that name yeah you know to stand for excellence
2: yeah um just to piggyback off that i mean it's probably to become a a a more of a, a I don't know if worldwide is too much, but a, a countrywide brand, you know, we want to do things like we want to, we're talking about um, writing a, a children's book. We're talking about, I um, mean, creating our own uh, supplement line, um, doing a lot of different things that's outside of just training, you know, and being able to help people that aren't in our Randolph area, mm-hmm. you know, because we got into this just like many other people that to, to help others. And um, the more expand, the more reach we have, the more people we can help. So, um, I think it's in our name. It's not, you know, wasn't meant to be that when we named the next generation, but I think the next generation is going to have a lot of um, difficulties and a lot of challenges, um, not only physically, but, but mentally as well. And they all go hand in hand. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, being able to help the next generation that's coming up and, and being a trusted name and a trusted brand um, with them, uh, you know, would be something that I think would be really cool for us. Yeah. Right, right. And I like what Kelly said, you know, we don't, we don't pro
1: necessarily provide fitness, we provide results, you know, we provide a lifestyle. Um, and that's what you want to be pushing onto your members and, and showing them right. Um, but awesome, you guys, I think that's a pretty good place to start to wrap things up on this episode. Um, but before we do sign out of here, please give a shout out to your website, your social media pages, um, just so the listeners can find some more info on you and your gym.
2: Sure. So, I mean, everything is next generation training centers at next generation training Instagram is at next generation training center. Uh, Very long. I know we'll try to rebrand it one day. Um, But uh, I think that's, I mean, Facebook, you can find us on there. Uh, If you want to email myself or Kelly, it's just our first name, Mike or or Kelly at ngtcrandolph.com. You could call me, 973-699-4852. Mm-hmm. Just uh, no uh, dick pics, please. <laughs> um,
4: um, yeah, and if you go to our website, it's going to currently be under construction. Our marketing lady told us, told us it's horrendous. So if you see it now, come back in a month. It's going to look totally different. So just put Yes, that
1: you guys. Kelly Krause and Mike Urcolano from Next Generation Training Center out of Randolph, New Jersey. Make sure you guys check them out. Um, and once again, I appreciate you giving your time today. Um, I look forward to seeing what you guys could accomplish down the road. Um, and to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. As for the listeners, don't forget if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you are interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out.
0: Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview.
3: What's up, Jim Lawrence? Welcome back to another episode of the Jim Lawrence Podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I am here with Joy and Jay from E3 Fitness in Salem, Virginia. What's up? How are we doing today?
5: Good morning. Good
3: morning. We're glad to be here. Thank Thank you for taking the time. I'm sorry, I cut you off, Jay. What was that?
5: Thank you for having us.
3: (laughs) Absolutely. All righty. So let's jump right into the details here, wasting no time. What is it that made you guys want to open your own gym? How did you get started?
6: So we started doing CrossFit in 2014, having no idea what CrossFit was, um, as a friend had just called us up and said, I'm opening a gym. You guys want to join? And we're like, sure. Definitely completely blind. We googled what is CrossFit, um, and we just absolutely fell in love with it. Um, and it just all aspects of it—just uh, the the community, um, the fitness aspect—that was kind of what drove us to a healthier lifestyle. Um, and so, like, it just was—it was—it was a huge transformation in our lives at that point in time. And so. Um, that kind of lit a fire under us, and and at that point it was like you know a couple of years into it, we're like, man, this would be really cool to be able to do one day, you know. But it was like, oh, that's just dreaming, you know. Um, and um, you know, fast forward to 2020, mm-hmm. um, we kind of actually were like, well, what if what if we do actually do this, you know? Like maybe we just take a take a leap of faith and. Um, do, do some scary, you know, make some scary decisions. And, um, so we, we were about to just before COVID hit, like we were about to pull the trigger right before COVID. Uh, we started looking for buildings and, um, but then COVID hit. And so thankfully we believe in God's timing and all of that, that it was just not the right time for us. Um, and we're very, very thankful for that. Um, but then, um, you know, after things started settling down, it, we, we didn't want that to like hinder us, you know, it was like, all right, we, we're going to do this. Um, we just have to make sure the timing is right. So about a year later, we were like, okay, we're, sure. we're, we're in, we're all in, let's do this. Um, and so, but yeah, started all back in 2014 from, you know, just kind of that first CrossFit experience, the community, the, Um, and just kind of us together figuring out, like, we love this, you know, and we want to, we can do this. Like we, we can, we can make a successful gym, a community, a place where people feel like they can, you know, come and, um, be a part of something more than just themselves. And, um, and so that's what we wanted to foster. And that's, you know,
3: what I feel like we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. So is the style of the facility CrossFit? Are you doing CrossFit at the facility mostly or?
5: Yes, mostly, yes. So we are a CrossFit Mayhem affiliate, um, but we are not an official CrossFit affiliate. Um, We still believe in that methodology of fitness. We still love what it is that we were able to be a part of when we were actually part of a CrossFit affiliate. And personally speaking, we didn't feel like we had to have the name in order to build a community. Yeah. In order to cultivate what we want to cultivate. Um, And we don't want finances to be a reason that people don't come or stop coming. And so by just eliminating one overhead um, allows us to be better at keeping our prices where they are um, or being able to help when we need to help or are able to help simply because we're not having to push an extra overhead price onto our people.
3: Got it. Okay. And are you offering, so I'm guessing mostly group classes. Um, Are you doing any semi-privates or one-on-ones? What is kind of the structure look like there?
5: So we offer some one-on-one and we offer even one-on-two sessions for that. Mm -hmm. Um, but we really don't want people camping out in personal training. We don't want people camping out in one-on-one simply because we want to be community-based. And we really, we don't even really call it group class. Um, We think words are important. So we really kind of market it and communicate it as community-based fitness. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of how we communicate that out because we know the importance of it. We know the benefits of it, just that built in accountability, When you miss three or four or five classes or you keep canceling from your classes, it's probably not us as owners reaching out to you before someone in your class bubble has reached out to you like, Hey, where you been? Or tagging you in some funny meme on our private Facebook page of like, Hey, wish you were there this morning. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, so we know that when the environment is fun, um, and you're seeing progress, and you've got people who want to be there with you, um, we know that that builds consistency and discipline, and discipline and consistency breeds results mm-hmm. um, in, in, in a fun environment. So we are more group classes. We offer personal training and one-on-one, um, but our heart and our focus are really on the community aspect.
3: Yes, absolutely.
6: So we do have, sorry to jump in. We do have another program um, that we offer for special needs um, individuals. So I, um, my background is in behavior analysis, working with um, individuals with autism. And so I wanted to be able to bring that into, you know, our business part of my, my love, my passion. Um, And so we also offer personal training um, with individuals with special needs. And so I can kind of customize, you know, programs specifically for them in a lesser stimulating environment. You know, it's more about one-on-one, um, whereas that, that group class time could potentially for some individuals be, you know, a little, a little hard. Um, and so we're able to kind of modify the environment for our individuals with special needs to, you know, help best help meet their needs. So that's, uh, one of the pieces of our program and, and our business that I'm, very passionate about and
5: it's been really cool because in our area it's non-existent
6: right
5: Um, now you have we have the special olympics um is that yearly Mm -hmm. or so it's so often we have special olympics and every now and then you have some pop-up things for that community of people Mm -hmm. Uh, not just in the autism realm but just in special needs in general so it's been really cool for us to have something consistent and um And just knowing that that's a part of our DNA and it's a part of our culture. And they are a part of our culture and our DNA Mm
7: -hmm. in our
5: community. Um, Just like anyone else that walks through those doors. Um, It's just been really cool for uh, our No Limits program to have them come in and be a part of our family. um, and, And be able to see Joy, be able to love and do something that she's always loved and do. Mm -hmm. now inside of our own space
3: yes absolutely I love that all right and now as far as your membership goes as a whole how many people are you currently serving
5: we are right about 45 45 people
3: okay and is that a number that you are comfortable with or are you looking to grow that membership
5: well we're always looking to grow um because we know that as we grow and as we're blessed with that, that, that just means more families and more individuals that we are able to serve and right. build life with and grow in life with and build community with. Um, obviously, from a business standpoint, the more people that we have in the gym is obviously equals more revenue and more income, um, which as a husband and as a dad of four, um, is vital for me to provide for my family. Mm -hmm. So we know, and from a business standpoint, that is what allows us to, to fix the equipment that gets broken or to add equipment as we grow. Um, so we are, we are extremely blessed as such a new business. We are seven months old, seven and a half months old. Um, so we are extremely blessed that we even have anyone, um, especially in a in a fitness in a fitness world um so we're very thankful and we're very blessed um but we are obviously trying our best and 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 growing is a need um and a desire and thankfully our people um are incredible and they do that for us and it's because of them and their social media posts and their conversations and their love for our place that that they are bringing their friends in and their family members. Mm -hmm. And so that's been really, really cool.
3: Yeah, absolutely. That's always helpful when you can get some referrals and and spread the word through word of mouth. Now, beyond that, what are you doing to get people in the doors, to let people know that you are there, to let people know what programs you offer, what services you offer? How are you pushing the word out further than just the people who are in the gym Uh, spreading the word in that way.
5: Yeah. So we are, as we've already said, we are very much a community-based fitness place. So we don't want our people to come in for an hour, work out, and then peace out. Mm -hmm. We want to be in our community. We want to be a part of it. So we do a lot of community-based events as well so that we're outside. So obviously Memorial Day a couple of days ago um, where we participated in... Uh, the Murph workout and as official host for um, the Murph challenge that got us outside and we have an incredible location to where eyes are on us all the time. Uh, So you can see us, we're there. We have been able to partner with a lot of local places. Um, We believe in local. We want to support local as much as possible. So we have an outdoor concert venue that we've partnered with as their season pass holders. So anybody that gets a season pass, from them has our logo and has our name literally on a card in their pocket mm-hmm. um so we have tried to connect with a lot of our local people um to, that just helps spread our name around uh, we were blessed to to just receive the best place to work out in 2022 from our local magazine um which was a shock because we had no idea that we were even even in that running um So little things like that, that get us in front of our community, not just like our little area of Salem, but kind of our entire region, our valley. Um, We try to put ourselves out there and be a part of different organizations, different events, support other people, um, 5k races, go out and run the 5k races, um, things of that nature. So we're not just dwelling on our referrals or people Um, But we're really getting out in there in community. We're doing local competitions, and we're rolling in with our one one of our OG shirts, and we go in twenty-five strong, and people are like, "What is this tidal wave coming through the doors right now?" Like that, those things are a lot of fun, and it builds community with us, but it also puts us out there to other people.
3: Yeah, absolutely. All right. And do you have any trackable systems in place for? lead generation because word of mouth is fantastic referrals are fantastic community events are great the only thing is that they're not necessarily trackable or reliable on a monthly basis it changes you know it's like one month you might have five people come on come through on referrals the next month you might not have any, and it kind of goes up and down and ebbs and flows. So is there any type of system in place that provides you with reliable quality leads on a monthly basis?
5: Yeah, so other than our Wattify system, um, which is also connected to like our Google searches and like our social media, to anyone who likes our social media stuff, whether it's a picture they comment, um, we send them a a personal message to them, just thanking them thinking like those likes and those follows are super important. Um, and so they get a personal message so we can track that to see who has received messages, um, and things like that. And then what if I will help us tell us like from our website standpoint, but really the answer is probably no simply because a, we're still learning and B as such a young business. Um, and as this is our, our main source of income, keeping our our budget as locked down as humanly possible um and anything that wasn't paid from the gym just came out of our personal savings Mm -hmm. Uh, so any of those typical things whether it's an extra thirty dollars a month or fifty dollars a month that could give us reliable tracking Mm -hmm. and and lead and lead clicks or connections or referrals whatever Um, that's an extra $50 that goes towards helping us just pay all of our baseline um, expenses. So we've really been trying our best to do everything more organically and through word of mouth, through social media posts and just through website clicks, Google, things like that. Um, Just trying to save the money that we can.
3: Yeah, okay. Um, So, and that's the thing with paid advertising, you want to make sure that you're getting a three to one return, at least on your ad spend, right? So most gyms are not profitable in acquisition. And that starts with the offer that you're putting out there. So a lot of gyms will run a low barrier offer, right? Whether that be a free class or a free week trial or a free consultation or something of that nature. And then when people come on, usually they're coming on and they're, they're not really investing much upfront, And then from their industry average for your typical client is about three to six months. So by the time they've come in and already left, they've never actually been paid for themselves in most cases. So typically, if you're able to get a good system in place to acquire quality leads, but then also you're collecting more on day one than the cost of acquiring that client, that's what puts you in the good position to be able to then have some cash on hand for the business to be able to pay for new equipment, make upgrades, whatever that might be within the business and then also feed back into the advertising to be able to reach and help more people. Makes sense. You know, um a lot of times it's kind of backwards, right? It's like don't want to spend money because we're spending money but we're not really getting anything in return. Mm-hmm. So, you know, obviously that doesn't make sense. But if you can do it the other way where you are getting three to one return, spending a dollar, getting three back, then that's how you really start to see that growth. Yeah. So now as far as goals go in the business, where are your main focuses right now? Where are you directing most of your attention to reach the next goal?
6: So I think our, you know, we're coming up Pretty pretty quickly on our one year mark, which is going to be October second, uh, and um, you know, so our our goal is to have to double our membership um, by that point. So um, we've got you know big goals um, in a you know shorter amount of time um, than where we've come so far, mm-hmm. um, and so you know that's kind of our big push right now. Um, as we kind of go into the summer and then into the fall months before our one year. Um, and so, you know, we are really pushing the social media. We are, we, we do incentives for our, um, our people, you know, for them, if you bring in a member, um, you know, there's some incentives for, for them, um, if that member stays, um, you know for x amount of time so so we've got some of those things um in place and then our social media posts um and um and know, just vendors. being out in
5: local events yeah
6: um we've got a 5k run coming up that um we are sponsoring um it's it's kind of still all in the works so i'm not sure all the details uh, but we are going to be sponsors of that 5k run um <clears throat> that is here local so we're really excited about that one being that it's an extremely local event it's like it's
7: i mean minutes, minutes from underway.
6: from where we're at and it's bringing in people who are already in you know that fitness world they already have that mindset um and they're
5: in our community
6: and right it's right here so so we're excited about <laughs> the opportunity that that one may, you know bring and give us opportunity to talk to people directly um and, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I think right now our biggest goal is, is that doubling the membership. Um, and so that's kind of been our, our big focus for right now. Yeah.
5: And then the only thing that I think I would add on top of that is there's a space behind our building. Um, it's empty, and it's um, another several thousand square feet warehouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's one wall that separates our space from it. Um, so our big vision is is that as we continue to grow, um, to be able to spread out some more and be able to run congruent classes, so where Joy can have her "I ah! No Limits" program on mm-hmm. one side of the building and we can still run a um, another class on the other side, um, it would it would speak volumes, and it would be. It would be really defining of what we've been trying to do if we were able to expand especially with the opportunity of right here in our space like we don't have to pack up our equipment right elsewhere. Uh, we don't have to unbolt a bunch of stuff out of the floor which is the last thing i want to do yeah um so to move be able those to
6: mats again. move those rubber <laughs> mats again
5: so to be able to just knock down two walls and and really expand not only from the space side, it would double our size of of usable for space. Um, but also I think mentally to to know that, you know what, not only are we able to do this financially, but we have been blessed in the in the year that we've been here that we need to expand. And we're not quite there to needing the expansion. Um, but we're closer than we would have thought we would have been. Uh-huh. Um, and to be able to offer other avenues of us we want so we have a a mission um, connected to where we actively seek out serving the needy and the homeless uh, throughout our community and that is built into the dna of our people um, to where we we look and find those opportunities um, and we say needy and homeless because not all needy people are homeless so whether that is someone who their washer and dryer goes out and it's I don't know, $2,000 to replace it. And they just don't have it. Right. Um, or they're maxed out a credit card or having to drain their savings to do it. Well, we want to find out about those needs and then rally our people up to try to meet those needs. Um, whether it's Christmas day and a family has been rocked and they've got nothing. We want to come together as a gym and get a list from that family um and what their kids need and what they need and we want to go out and meet those needs which we were humbled and super pumped that we were able to do this last christmas um and there was a family that we had come in contact with that there was going to be nothing under their tree um and as a parent i can't imagine like we know that that's not what christmas is all about um But it's a fun aspect of it and as parents we can imagine what that would be if our kids woke up on christmas morning and there was nothing there um so we got a list from that mom of what her kids needed clothing shoes underwear things that a lot of us take for granted but they would not have been able to replace and we divvied those lists out among our people and our people—they
3: showed up. They showed, <laughs> our
5: people uh, showed up, it and was,
6: it was pretty incredible.
5: And we got pictures of their Christmas morning that her kids woke up, and their Christmas tree was three or four rows high, stacked with presents wow. um, of things that not only did they need, but also things that they wanted. Like, yeah, I want that new—I want that new new monster truck. I want that new game. And so those are the things. Yes, we. Do we get some extremely good fitness in? Absolutely. We don't seek this. We don't seek to be second best in anything. Right. Um, but the fitness is just one aspect of it. The business is just one aspect of it. And when it comes to business, we feel like if we continue to take care of our people, like we are, and so that we are seeking to take care of other people that are, that are not even affiliated with our gym, And that's where the retention comes in, because people realize it's not about the money and it's not about the fitness as the top two priority goals. It is about taking care of each other Mm -hmm. um, and being for each other and being community and going and serving a family that we've never even met before, because that's what we should be doing. That's what through COVID, that's what a lot of people realized they needed and they didn't have. So even Mm -hmm. coming out of COVID, introverts were realizing that they missed people. Right. And when introverts start missing people, then we know there's something happening. Uh, right. But people realize that, you know what, I have a lot of needs that I, I just can't meet. And we want to be a community that sees that, realizes it, and takes action on it. Mm-hmm. And so I think all that kind of wraps up on the big vision is we want to do more of that. Um, we want to, we want to one day when it comes down to it, somebody's, somebody wrecks their car you know what we want to be able to rally our people up and go provide a car or we want to pay a mortgage payment for someone who's about to lose it so big vision yes it's it's grow our membership it is expand into our building um but that ultimately all just leads to being able to take better care of more people
3: Right. Yeah, absolutely. And those two things go hand in hand. You know, I think a lot of times the line kind of gets blurred there where it's like people are almost not wanting to grow because they don't want it to be about the money or the membership or whatever it is. But the more people that you have in, in your gym, the more people you're serving. Therefore, the more money you're generating for the business. And if you're in a position where you're looking to give back, you can only give back so much. You can only give back what you have, you know? So it's like, if you can grow the membership, you can generate more revenue. There's two streams there because it's like, that increases the amount of revenue that you have to be able to give back yourselves. And then also if you're growing the community, that adds to people who are willing to give as well. Absolutely. So it's kind of two ways mm-hmm. there, and that can make a huge difference for so many lives. You know, the lives that you're changing within the gym, and the the value that you're providing through the fitness, through the community, uh, through people having a place to go that they feel comfortable and welcomed. But then also mm-hmm. the people outside of the gym that the members are helping you know, those people that you don't even know necessarily. So that's, that's huge. You know, there's two ways there that you can affect so many lives in such a positive way. So that's amazing. I love that. I love that um, giving back, you know, in, in any way that you can. And there seems to be a lot of ways that you guys are giving back. So I appreciate that. All right. So now one thing I always love to touch on before we start to wrap up is if you could provide a piece of advice to somebody who is considering Mm -hmm. going their own way, doing their own thing, opening their own gym, what would that be? What is one of the most important things that you've learned thus far in your journey of ownership? Well, I'm going to let him speak to most of it because he
6: does like 98% of the business part, but Um, as somebody with really high anxiety and is who somebody who typically is like, you know, take the safe way, like we've got to take the safe way, like this doesn't make sense, so the numbers don't add up. You know, like for me, it was like, I just have to take a leap of faith because it's not all gonna add up at first, you know, like it's not gonna make sense at first. And there's a lot of scary and there's a lot of things that um on paper aren't gonna work, you know? And Um, I just think back that like had I not said yes, had I said this is too scary, you know, I need to see where it all works out on paper before I'm going to take that leap, you know, we never would have done it. And um, as a mom who is working full time um, and had spent so much time away from my kids, um, I, you know, it was only a dream that I would be able to be with them, you know, more often than I'm not with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're able to actually live out that dream. And it's, it's hard, you know, at this point we're, we're still new and it's early and we're not making, you know, a lot of revenue right now. And you know, so we're still in those growing pains. Um, but for me, it's been worth every second, every hard, you know, every hard bill that comes in, that's hard to pay. And, you know, like, it's just been worth it for me. Um, and so I would say my piece of advice is, you know, take a chance on the scary things. Um, and you know what, if it fails, it, it fails. And, you know, but you will never have to say, I wonder what would have happened. I wonder if we had done that. Where could we be? Where would we be? And, um, you know, I just think it's worth it. Life's too short to, um, you know, not take that that leap of faith and um, not pursue a dream just because you're scared. Right. Now. So that's my advice, but he's the businessman, so,
5: and, and really, it's, it's pretty simple, it's going to be scary, and it's going to be hard, um, but I think, surra- like, purposely surrounding yourself with people who are going to feed into your dream,
7: mm-hmm.
5: um, and not try to just give you the negatives we all know the negatives we know the season we know the cost we know the hard stuff we know the licensing we know the taxes. like okay we know all those things um but when you're surrounded by people who constantly bring those things up is not going to build you up and it's not going to instill confidence into you to to start um to say yes and and to go for it so to really and we are extremely blessed um, to where we have some incredible people that from the moment we said this is what we're going to do their initial reaction was excitement not Mm self-doubt um and that is huge but you've also got to be willing to trust yourself and trust your your family and your support system that's even if you have more pity and self-doubt rather than excitement, you've got to trust who you are and who you're wanting to be and who you're wanting to become and go and do it alone if you need to for a season. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and, but continue to seek out the people who are like-minded, go seek out your local entrepreneur groups, go find the people who are in the same boat as you um, and then or have
6: been there and succeeded
5: and, and go lock arms with them because those are the people that you need in your corner mm-hmm. um
6: i and, think you've done i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off but i think you've done a good job of like finding people and accepting their wisdom
7: mm-hmm.
6: you know and not just being like okay well i can do this on my own i i will figure it out you know like you have sought out people in specific areas like okay our gym taxes, I need somebody, you know, and so finding somebody that was able to help in that area, or, you know, then licensing stuff, and let's find somebody who has already been through this and done this. And, you know, so finding specific people, and and being able to humble yourself and be like, I don't know, I've never done this before. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. And we want to do it right from the get go, you know, and so I think that, you know, Jay, you've done a good job of like humbling yourself and being like, I don't know, let me find somebody who can help walk me through this, you know, and then that's going to allow you to be able to do the same yeah. thing, you know, to another <coughs> new business owner down the road.
5: And at the end of the day, it was worth it. Because um, as Joyce said, mm-hmm. from, from her working full time and, uh, and just not being home, I started seeing to myself that, A, I was just never home. Um, yeah. and that my mental health and my physical health were going the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just more of a, a passive dad than an active dad. I had zero confidence and that's not who I wanted to be. And I saw other dads who were seemingly in worse physical health than me. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to, that's not who I want to be. <clears throat> I don't want to be taking more pictures of my kids than I do with my kids. That's mm-hmm. not, that's not me. And so just through a course of several seasons <clears throat> and just not being home and um, I was blessed to be in law enforcement <laughs> for several years and I love that experience and those experiences are what really instilled the disciplines to be able to do this and, right. um, and and know kind of have a basis and it was just it was time to be home more than I was at home so mm-hmm surrounding myself with other people who could help me was a necessity because no wasn't an answer. Um, I was okay with failure, um, but I wasn't seeking it out. I wasn't. Right. Just to, it wasn't the default. And so it, it was the only option.
3: Right. Yeah, absolutely. I really like the point of remaining humble and humbling yourself and just knowing that you don't know what you don't know right? A lot of gym owners, a lot of new gym owners kind of come in thinking that they have all the answers, you know, and that tends to get people in really sticky situations because you open a gym because you love fitness. You want to help change people's lives in that way it doesn't mean that you're an accountant it doesn't mean that you are a business person it doesn't mean that you know the ins and the outs of running a business right because at the end of the day it's a business a lot of people go in just thinking like oh yeah it's going to be easy I'm going to run my gym and I'm going to teach my classes when I want to I'm going to leave when I want to you know and then they learn along the way that there are so many other things that come up that you just didn't even know existed initially um, but remaining humble and being open to other people's advice and input who have been there before or who specialize in that specific area is so important because it saves you time and it saves you money and it saves you a lot of headaches along the way yeah you know um whereas if you kind of go in thinking you know everything a lot of times you end up getting caught up in spending time spending money that you didn't have to spend yep yeah so
5: 100
6: um, yes <laughs> i'll say this and then i'll be done, but um, <clears throat> when you know we were starting, we wanted to have a good relationship with other gyms in our area, and um, and and we do, we, we feel like we do have yeah. some really good connections. We had other you know gym owners come out and help us set up <clears throat> um, you know, our equipment, and and to have to have that unity was really important to us. And one of the things that um, one of the gym owners said to us that I will never forget um, you know, she was like, We're so excited for you guys, y'all are going to be amazing, and she said, You know. We are not in competition with other gyms. Like other gyms are not our competition. Our competition is the couch and Netflix and, you know, stress and time. Like that is our competition. It's not the gym that's down the road um, because there's plenty of people for everyone. Um, And there are so many people that just need to be somewhere. And I don't care if you come here or you go there um, we want you to be healthy, want you to be somewhere. Obviously, yes, I think that we are the best and this is where you should be, but I don't care, go somewhere. Yes. Um, and so to not be in competition with others around us, but to be able to support our local gyms, um, we know that we're not going to be the the right fit for everybody, but we do want everybody somewhere, you know? Um, and so kind of that mindset of thinking like Netflix and, you know, the couch, those are our, that's our competition. Yes. um and that's what we are you know up against you know it was and it, was, and it was
5: really cool to see that gym owner actually when we opened up and we had like our our first initial like grand opening social media post like for another gym that, that is within a 20 minute drive of us go out and share on their social media platform like hey here here, here is this new gym here's where they're located here's who they are. If you are anywhere near them, what's technically you're you're near them if you're near us. I mean, we're only right. 20 minutes and and it's like three exits, but to go out, but then to see the shift in, in the comment section, like people are blown away that another gym would promote another gym. Mm-hmm. But that is, there doesn't need to be competition. Like we're in this, at the end of the day, we all want to cultivate community and we all want to change lives for the better. Mm -hmm. So wouldn't it make more sense to partner together and, and see how we can make each other better rather than tear each other down or ghost each other or whatever, like build each other up and build community within the fitness industry. Because I think so often, Oh, I go to this gym. Oh, I could never step foot into that gym Like that that's, that's not okay. And it doesn't make sense. Um, And we can be way better off as owners and coaches and, and people, if we found a way to, to partner together and to love on each other and to support each other and, and share in each other's accomplishments, but also like be there when the days get hard together. Um, so it was, it was really cool for us as a brand new gym and as just two people who want to, to build something, to change lives, um, to have other people who have been around for 10 years, support us and and promote us was really, really cool.
3: Yeah, absolutely. That's definitely not something you see very often. And like you said, you know, there are plenty of people out there who need fitness, who need better habit to need a place to go and that community aspect as well there are plenty of people to go around so not being in competition there and we're all fighting the same battle right exactly. yeah it's like you said add, it's a, battle. add a sugar
5: add a sugar right
3: <laughs> yes <laughs> exactly the couch and the time and you know whatever it is that is preventing people yeah. from getting to the gym. So I love that. All right. So as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media?
5: Uh, Facebook, Instagram, E3 fitness on Facebook, um, E3 underscore fitness on Instagram. And then our website is E3 fitnesslife And you can find all of our info pictures of our E3 fit fam uh, or hashtag E3 fit fam. Um, and you can kind of see all about us and see into our community and get a bird's eye view into to life inside e3 but also life outside um, because we we don't we do life together uh, inside and outside of the gym
3: love that awesome righty so joy and jay from e3 fitness in Salem Virginia thank you both so much for taking the time to join us today it's been great having you on the show
5: thank you so thank much you. for having we us we
3: appreciate you absolutely to all the listeners out there make sure that you subscribe so that you'll be updated on future episodes of the show in the meantime keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side jim lords out
0: thank you for listening to the podcast so far don't go anywhere we still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors
8: everyone welcome back to another episode of the gym lords podcast i'll be your host today my name is brooke joining me on this show is mike from next level fitness and nutrition out of Monte vista colorado welcome to the show mike how are you today
9: You're good thank you for having me brooke
8: I'm excited to have you here. I'm excited to learn more about, you know, what you have to offer at your facility and how you run your business. But before we dive deep into that, tell us a little bit, Mike, what was it that led to you becoming a gym owner? Like, why did you start this business?
9: Um, I just used to go to a bunch of other gyms, right. And I used to teach classes at other, at other facilities. and just really didn't really like the way like they were, Um, and I just thought to myself, like, I could probably do something like this on my own. But it's like, I didn't know where or how like, to make that happen at all. But um, yeah, you just, you have an idea in your head and kind of make it happen. But that's what really got me started was just wanting to do things my way, or at least a different way than I had seen at other facilities.
8: Props to you for like making that thought that you had a reality, right? Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm sitting here with a thousand thoughts in my brain right now of things that I might want to do. But like get like having the courage to like go do that. Um, it's impressive. So props to you. And I kind of want to ask, you know, what what I would like for you to do is give us an elevator pitch. Tell us, you know, who you are, the services that you have to provide at your facility, and just kind of paint a picture so that forward in this conversation, we have a better understanding of what kind of facility you're running.
9: Uh so. We're a 24-7 facility once you get signed up. So you have to be a member. Um, you can't just, you can, we can sign people up online. I don't have to meet you. You can get signed up, all the good things. Um, but in order to, like, if you want to come here and meet me, then we have to set up an appointment. But we do personal training. We do open gym. We do hit classes. Uh, we do do new uh, meal plans. Um, yeah, we do sell supplements as well. Um, things that, like, I feel like are important. But I definitely, if, when people first come in, I try to tell them, okay, don't worry about the supplements. Don't worry about all this stuff, whatever. The goal is to create a habit for you to start training. Once you've cre- created that habit, then we can start talking about other things. Um, but for, the, for me, like the most important thing is just, just getting the habit, the mindset, the mentality for them to just begin training.
8: Yeah, absolutely. Such, a, such an important thing that you're doing. People need this. And so what I would like, I guess, for now is you said that you have personal training, you have some classes. So kind of break it down for us. You know, what percentage of the business right now would you say is coming from personal training? Is that a big part of the business or is it, the, is the bread and butter like that open kind of membership? Like kind yeah, of the bread, yeah,
9: sorry. The bread and butter is definitely the open gym membership. Personal training is probably about 10% and then classes are probably another 10%. It's like, okay. you don't have to, to come to classes. You don't have to be a member. Um, it's just five bucks per class. We have them three days a week. So,
8: Okay. So do you have a membership for people that want classes or do they always just pay per class?
9: No. Um, so we have just our basic membership, $40. Um, open gym, come in whenever you want, do your thing. And then if you want a premium membership, which would, it saves you about 30 bucks a month. Um, that's 50 bucks. And you get to come as many classes as you want.
8: Oh, nice! Plus the open gym, right? Yeah. Yep. What well, do you find that you have a lot of people taking advantage of that, or do you see that like most people that are coming to classes are just paying the five bucks whenever they feel like they want to come?
9: Um, I feel like they're kind of in a middle ground because I've had people that worked that would just come to the class, and then they actually turned into members. And then there was people that were members that are just like, well, I'm just going to go to the class, like I don't want to have a membership which I'm, I'm cool either way, just as long as they're training.
8: Yep. Yeah. And, and so obviously you said, as long as you're training, but we would kind of want to take a step back here and like, obviously you're a business owner, you run yep. this, you want to make sure that like what you're doing is smart. And so how do you feel like that serves you? If you just give the people option, like, Hey, you know, $5 here and then they might not come back for two months is there a better way that you could be doing it business wise? Like, is that something that you've thought about or like, where is your head there?
9: Yeah, I don't know. I definitely feel like there's something I could, I could do better. I don't, I don't do contracts. I don't want to hold people like that. And at the same time, I feel like that kind of shoots us in the foot just because Mm -hmm. if they were to have a contract and they were to be like, Hey, you have to be here. Like you're paying for this, no matter what, whether you're showing up. And I mean, for me, like there's things that I wouldn't do if I wasn't held accountable to them. Right. And I feel like that might nudge them to actually get a membership and continue with that membership. Um, as a business owner, I, I don't feel like it is that smart, but um, I don't know. At the same time, too, I feel like I, w- I would like to have that option as well. Like, I don't want to be held into something that if I'm not going to be committed to it, because at the end of the day, I have my work I got to put in. If I don't put it in, it's on me. Yeah. But I don't want to, you know what I mean? So that's my personal belief. And I don't know, everybody runs differently. Right, fun yeah,
8: yeah, for sure. And I think that that's okay. But it sounds like you're the type of guy, you know, from the, the five minutes that we've spent together so far, it sounds like you're the type of guy who really wants to help people. You want to help people see their goals. You want to help them mentally be better. Like that's a big part of this, right? Um, and so I feel like you're kind of doing people a disservice by letting them just kind of come in whenever they want. And so if you were to maybe sell classes in like a group, maybe you sell like eight classes or something like that. And then after that eight classes, they can renew or get another one or something like that. That's always an option that you could do. That way- you continue to get them to come back. You can't just have that one, that person who decides to come once a month because we're doing them a disservice if they think that they're going to reach their goals from taking a Zumba class or whatever it might be once a month, right? Yep. They're never going to see their goals if they're only working out once a month. So the more that we can get them in, the more that we can serve them, the more value we can provide to them so that they can ultimately see their goals and then they're going to be addicted and they're going to want to keep coming back, which is good for our business.
9: Yep. I like that. I like that a lot.
8: Yeah. So and I, I, and I agree of, with you. Yeah. It's it's hard, right? It's hard yeah. as a business owner. You kind of have to play around with things. And so yeah. yes. but, and I think a lot of times we're are in our own way because we're like, ah, you know, if if I was in their shoes, I wouldn't want to pay, you know, a membership if I wasn't going to be using it. We have to kind of think like a little bit like take our emotions away from this and think about what's good for our clients. What's going to help our clients see our goal. And also, you know, ultimately what's good for business here. Um, yep. So I kind of want to move on from that uh, fun topic there, but um, not super relevant to, to what we're trying to discuss today. So, you know, for you right now, in terms of members, where are you at? How many members are you currently serving at the facility?
9: We serve between 40 to 50 members. And it just fluctuates. Sometimes we lose a couple and then we'll gain a couple, we'll gain three. Yeah, I just, between 40 and 50.
8: Okay. And is that a space, Mike, where you're comfortable or are you looking to hit the gas, get more faces in the door of the facility, help more people? Where are you at there?
9: I I mean, definitely the more people we can help, the more people we can empower, like, of course, like, that's always the goal. Like, Like, and it's not to again, just coming back to the quality, we want to make sure that people are getting in here and that they're not losing the weight and then becoming like super egotistical. It's like they're actually becoming like a different person and turning around and just trying to help the community.
8: Yeah, we want to like help people build a sustainable lifestyle, right? Yes. This isn't just just like a, hey, lose the weight and then bye, right? Yeah. It's it's a real full-blown thing. We want them to keep coming back. So, what are you guys actively doing right now to aid that growth process? How are people in your community learning about you? Like, where are you finding your members?
9: Um, It's kind of weird. I mean, we advertise on social media. We advertise in the newspaper. Sorry about that. I
7: got my door open.
9: Um, and then, like, a lot of it is people passing by. So, I'm located just downtown. Like, once you pass by, you'll see. So, I have a really good location. So, I'm blessed. But it's like a lot of people that are coming through to for from another state or from another city. It's it's weird, but yeah, my location has definitely helped helped out a lot. Um, it's nice
8: when you can have decent foot traffic for your yeah. business. Um, it's it's good because we can always. We can always hope that there's going to be people that like walk into the gym on any given day and just to like get info or whatever, if you have good foot traffic people are going to be walking by and that's really nice. Um, And word of mouth is good too. you know when people in our community know about us our members hear about us etc that's really good but also it's not a measurable way for us to grow. We can't count on foot traffic. We can't count on growing through word of mouth. So that's when we look into things like Facebook, Instagram, Google, places like that. And you said that you've done some advertising over there. So, you know, give us your, your take on that. What has worked well, um, Facebook, Instagram to get new clients in
9: Um, Instagram. I don't have Facebook. I I used to have a Facebook, but as too dramatic, Right. It's yeah. It's just too much negativity. I don't try to be Mr. Positive all the time, but when you get on there, you start getting crazy thoughts. So, um, got off of that. Instagram really helped. And then Google, Google has been really, really, really,
7: really big. Yep. So yeah,
8: Google's nice. I mean, Mm -hmm. ultimately if people are looking for a gym, they're Googling gyms near me, they're going to find you. Um, and so that's beneficial, but you know, how do you reach that client that might not be looking for a gym? Because sometimes those are the people that would benefit most from our services, right? Uh, People who, you know, maybe they felt really unhappy in their own skin because they're not taking care of themselves and they don't know that they need help. But they see us, they see an ad, they see something and then they're like, oh, maybe I should check it out. And then we're able to help change their life. So that's when we really look into placing digital ads on Instagram. Facebook things like that so what's your Instagram presence like have you guys ran like ad campaigns or are you doing organic style posting
9: just organic style posting mm-hmm.
8: yeah. and how has that served you like talk to us about you know has that been something that has brought brought in you know a flow of leads for you like um has that been a beneficial piece of of your growth
9: yeah it has there's a lot of people that I would have never ever met like yeah the people that are just they're on Instagram or they, see, they saw something and they were able to come in. Like I would have never met them out and about or at a store or whatever, or yeah, they wouldn't have called because they're just, yeah, too shy. But they see that thing on Instagram. And what's cool about like social media too, is like, if you share something, then your family, your friends, they share it too. And then it just gets more growth like that. Um, so that's been beneficial too. is when yeah. other people share your stuff. Yeah
8: yeah it's definitely really really beneficial when we're able to you know have that word of mouth through social media right um we post something one of our members shares it somebody in their feed sees it and they come into the gym and we get a new member that person generally will already have trust in us if their friend comes to our gym their friend trusts us so they're naturally going to have that trust and we grow easily simply um but again, it's not measurable when we're posting organically on social media, we can't count on like a steady flow of leads coming in the door. Um, so, you know, when we look at steady things that are steadily going to bring people in are like flashy advertisements. I mean, not, they don't necessarily have to be flashy, but think about things that would pull somebody in off their couch. And when we advertise on Instagram, on Facebook, we're able to reach a larger population right Um, people that aren't necessarily looking is that an avenue that you've thought about going down at all to help you grow your business or is that something that you've steered clear from talk to us about that
9: no that's something definitely that um i actually was looking at it and they like they gave me free advertisement credits but i just got to create the post right um i had the guy one of the guys from the newspaper come in and talk to me about like advertising newspaper so we signed up for that and then he started talking about doing it online so then it got me like thinking, OK, I definitely need to be running more ad campaigns because like if he's going to put it out there, other people are going to see it. Then if I put it out, there, it's going to like it's going to be more impactful. Right. So you got like a little snowball and it's just growing a little bit bigger.
8: Yeah, it is totally a snowball thing. Um, and, you know, we want to think about ways to reach our community without having to spend hours like in the community Pounding the yep. payment, passing out papers, like that stuff doesn't work nowadays. But, like, what we can do is just put a little money aside and run an ad campaign, get a huge return on investment from it. It's so worth it. Um, but, kind of steering clear from that, I want to talk to you, Mike, about something that I feel like is great for our listeners. It's really relatable for them. And that's the idea of challenges right bottlenecks for you what do you feel like has been a challenge what has been a bottleneck something that has stood in the way of the growth piece of next level fitness and nutrition
9: um and it's not to knock like my community i love my community but i feel like because it's me and i'm from this community that a lot of people don't come right um it's a small town and i feel like that mentality kind of like well if I go support Mike, then he's going to be making it. He's going to have all this money. And he's, going to, like, he's going to be better than me. And it's not, it's not about that. So I feel like people don't want to see me like that, right? So they don't support me. They don't support us, I should say. Um, so that's been very, very, very challenging. Especially like when you got family and you got friends and they're supposed to be the ones that are supporting you. And it's like, to me, I'm like, that's okay. That's fine. Like Because the people that are going to support us like are going to support us no matter what. Um, people I've never even met would have never met biggest supporters ever, um, you love them. And then people that, that you do love and that you're family blood related and they don't support you at all. And it's okay, but it's like, yeah, it, it, it does. The beautiful thing about challenges is that it can be overcome. So it's like, how can you find a way to overcome that and get through it and get on the other yeah. side?
8: No, it was interesting because I was having a discussion like this with a, a lady a few days ago and she lives in a really small community herself. I think you know around 2000 people in the community. Yep. And I was like, okay, well, you know, there's got to be a town next door, right? Um, she, she's like, yeah, there's a town next door. I was like, so, you know, why aren't you utilizing that to your advantage, right? Try to reach people outside of Monte Vista. Try to reach people like by. Um, Because, yeah, I mean, there's always going to be people in our community who aren't interested in what we're doing, but there's definitely people in the community, in the surrounding communities who probably don't even know that we, we exist where we could literally change their life and we don't even know they don't even know yet um it's just a matter of how do we reach them right um and so since that's kind of your challenge and you totally believe that you can overcome challenges what are you going to do to overcome that
7: um
9: just continue to stay here like continue to be to again like you had asked me about my goal but it's like to stay open because like since we've open and we've remained open, COVID happened, whatever, like we've gotten more clients, right? Like people that weren't coming before, now they're coming. And I feel like as long as we continue, can, can continue to stay open, then we'll get those people like in here eventually. It's only a matter of time, in my, in my eyes, yeah.
8: yeah. Yeah, only a matter of time. Um, and, and so I love that outlook. I think that it's, it's brilliant. Um, but I kind of want to ask you, you know, it sounds like your goal really is to stay open, right? That's what you keep saying is that your goal is to stay open. So this is going to be kind of a tough question. And, and I'm saying this out of love because I care about you, but yeah. you know, are you in a place where it's realistic for you to stay open right now? Or are you kind of struggling to stay afloat?
9: No, we're in, um, and I'm blessed. Um, I got some people that help me. Right. Awesome. And they're, they're, that's their same goal too. It's just like, Hey, whatever we got to do, let's just keep it open. As long as there's doors stay open, we're fine. Um, if it was me just by myself, there would be no way, like, no way at all. But yeah, I got, I got lucky that I got a few people that are willing to help. So,
8: so let me ask you Mike, what has to happen right now? To make this business like to, to make this business stay open for the long term, to make this business profitable, to put you in a really good spot, what has to happen right now to make that a reality?
7: That's a good question. Um, I'm not too sure. Like for me, I, I feel like as long as like the doors are open, people
9: can continue can come in. Uh, as long as we're and as long as we're doing the stuff on our end, like we got to pay our dues every day. We have to do classes we have to continue to grow whether that's getting new equipment or um doing other challenges things like that just to kind of freshen it up I feel like definitely will will help. um I'm not I don't I don't believe in haters right I feel like as long as you stay in your lane you continue to do what you got to do you're going to reap what you sow so what you reap yeah
8: yeah really really great perspective there and so final question I have for you is you know what's a word of advice that somebody gave you when you first started Next Level that resonated with you now as the business owner that you are today four years later
9: um things usually take a little bit longer than you think right so when I first opened I was rushing 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 to get open and it was at a place where I should have opened it but I just kind of like took the dive and then things usually cost a lot more than you think they will too so it's, they take a lot longer and then it cost more than you think they will.
8: Yeah. Okay. So um I, I love that. I think that it's it's easy for us to get like that shiny object syndrome, right? Where we like see something new and we get really excited about that and then we like leave things behind. And then that delays the whole process. Um, and so I would say, you know, just plan for the unplanned like the things that you don't really necessarily know that are going to happen because they will happen and uh, take your time the whole, the whole thing is going to take time so thank you for sharing that you guys have a what's your instagram page you don't have facebook so what's your instagram page
9: it's uh next level fitness and then underscore a and nutrition
8: Perfect. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for being here today, Mike. And for our listener, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you want to join us for an episode here at the Jim Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description and we will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Jim Lords out.